You're listening to Rhema for Today. But if you know what God's Word has said, and God's Word said, by His stripes we are healed, that's what it said to Peter, didn't it? Did it say that or did it not? It says, by His stripes, and you see it did not say, by whose stripes ye are healed. It said, by whose stripes ye were healed. If ye were, then you are. That goes back to the past tense of God's Word. You see, there's a lot of scriptures in the Word of God. Just about all of them concerning what Christ has done for us is in the past tense. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Kenneth Hagin continues his teaching, Faith That Works. You don't want to miss this powerful teaching. Also, later in this program, I'll tell you about this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth Hagin with today's teaching. Galatians 6. Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. I don't see anywhere in there where it says, restore such a one, then run off on the telephone and tell about what he done. It says that if a brother be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one, in a spirit of meekness, consider thyself, lest thou also be tempted. You see, so many times, whenever we hear about somebody and their failure and somebody in, in, in their trouble, we want to go talk about it rather than be quiet and pray for them. That's what the Bible says. You see, you, you, you're using words. One way, your words is restoring and building up. The other way, your words are tearing down. Because this other person may never have heard of this man in his trouble, or this lady in his trouble, or this young person in their trouble, if you hadn't opened your big mouth. And see, you're paving a road that now that they're going to have to live down. You see, sometimes we need to keep our mouth shut. Now, we need to begin to realize what we need to confess from God's Word. Now, I like to teach from a practical standpoint about th that people can live with, and then I like to bring it over in the spiritual standpoint also. You see, it's no good unless we can bring this thing and we can teach both directions. You see, I've been just talking to you about just good in this introduction. I've been talking to you about good, everyday living, something that we all should do, and that is how we should talk and how we should, shouldn't talk and so forth and so on. But there is a right way and a wrong way to talk and when it comes to what God has said. Our confession and our declaration of what we say is what we believe. You voice what you believe. Actually, it implies your certainty of that belief. It implies your acceptance of it. It implies your confidence in them. And it also implies your obedience. Talking about the Word of God. You see, if a person makes a confession and says, I believe God's Word and God's Word says that healing belongs to me then they have established a foundation to operate off of. But another person said, well, I believe God's a word, all right, but I'm not so sure about this healing business. You see, their words has established their confidence in God's word. You, you, you can talk to somebody for a few moments, and if you, know, if you know anything at all about God's word, you can establish that person and where they are and what they believe. 
very easily just by listening to them talk. I'm serious as I can be. Any of you can. And that's not judgmental. You're not being judgmental when you do that. You can just establish where a person is and where their faith is and, and, and a lot of times where their spirituality is by listening at them talking to what they say. Because if you know what God's Word has to say about something and they're talking contrary to it, then you know where they're at. I mean, they, they've located their self. Now, Let's begin to look at something here. It's crucial that we know the truth because if we don't know the truth, then we cannot speak in line with God's word if we don't know the truth. So therefore, wrong thinking creates wrong believing. Right thinking creates right believing. Wrong thinking creates the wrong confession. Right thinking creates the right confession based on God's Word. Now, you can, uh, if you don't know about healing, there's no way you can make a confession about healing. If you don't know about salvation, there's no way that you can make a confession of Christ. You hear me? How many people in here have confessed Christ? How many of you could have made that confession if you had never heard about it? See, you had to know the truth. You had to hear the truth before you could make a confession on it. And we've got to know the truth of what God's Word says before we can establish our faith and make a confession. If our believing's wrong, then our confession will be wrong. If you believe that healing is not for you today, a lot of people believe, they say, well, God can heal if He wants to but I don't know whether he will or not. So therefore your confession and your prayer is a prayer and a confession of, well, God, I know you can do it if you want to. So if you do, here I am. If you don't, okay, I'll go through life like this. Hello? But if you know what God's word has said, and God's word said by his stripes we are healed, that's what it said to Peter, didn't it? Did it say that or did it not? It says, by his stripes. And you see, it did not say, by whose stripes ye are healed. It said, by whose stripes ye were healed. If ye were, then you are. That goes back to the past tense of God's word. You see, there's a lot of scriptures in the Word of God. Just about all of them concerning what Christ has done for us is in the past tense. So that means if it's already done, then it's mine, right? If something's already been done for you, then it's yours. What do you have to do to get something that's already been accomplished for you? Go get it. Go get it. Make a confession, you know. See, like, you know, you can, uh, somebody can put you some money in the bank or somebody can say, hey, there's a car parked out there and the keys are in it. Here, here's the, here's the bill of sale. This belongs to you. That's yours. Now, you've never seen that car before. All you have is somebody's word for it, written down on, on a sheet of paper. But, man, you can walk around. You can go down and sit in a coffee shop with all the guys and say, man, look here. Boy, I got me a new car. Here's the keys right here. Look here. Look here. Here's the keys. Got me a new car. 
How do you know you got a new car? You hadn't seen it. You hadn't driven it. All you have is somebody's written word on it. Is that right? Have any of you ever closed a real estate deal? Or a stock deal? And not ever seen it, just signed your name on the paper? But yet you, you anybody ever done that? And you know what? I've seen people sign their name on the paper. It's theirs. And never see the stock or the piece of real estate. They turn around and sell it and never lay eyes on it. But you see, they got some, they got a contract. They got a word that is law that says that it's theirs when it's signed by the seller and the buyer. Is that right? Well, you know what? We got the word of God right here. It's the same thing. It's a contract. And if we'll act on it, it's ours, you know. So therefore, I make the confession. By his stripes, I am healed. If, if we were, then I'm not hurting the scripture any to, to include myself and make it in a personal present tense, I am. Is that correct? So therefore, I make that confession. Now you see, we have to openly say what God's word says about us. And we have to use the words that are filled with faith and power and not those that are filled with doubt and unbelief. Now, we must admit the truth of God's word. Number one. Number two, we've got to agree with the facts of God's word. Number three, we've got to acknowledge that the Bible is God's word. Number four, we've got to affirm the authority of the scriptures and declare its promises. And number five, we have to say what God says. And then number six, we have to act upon it. Now you could get all the other ones and leave out the last one and you're not going to get very much because you're not acting on it. It takes action. James says, in the book of James, he says, show me your faith without any action and I'll show you my faith with my corresponding action. And if you'll study into that, and that's the literal, I'm just, I'm just giving a, a Hagen translation of it, which is a literal translation of actually what it's saying over there, not the King James. But it says, it says faith without works is dead, is what he's saying. And you read it in some other translations, and it says that it's faith with corresponding actions is what it says. Faith without corresponding actions is dead, is what he's saying, and one, one translation says... So actually, believing something without acting on it will not get you anything. I can sit down in a car, sit down there, I can put the key in the car, I sit there, I believe this car will take me back to Tulsa. And I can still be sitting there making that confession three weeks and two days from last year. And I'd still be sitting out in that parking lot saying, I believe this car can take me to Tulsa. But that car will never take me anywhere until I start the engine. Is that correct? But you know what? I can start the engine and it still won't go take me anywhere. I've either got to push in on the clutch and put it in gear and really engage the clutch or else I've got to take it out of park and give it some 
gasoline by the accelerator pump, right? And then it'll move. But it takes some corresponding actions with what I believe. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's very special offer. First in this offer is the mini book from Kenneth Hagan entitled The Past Tense of God's Word. Also, there is another mini book by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled A Better Covenant. And last but not least, the three CD set from Kenneth E. Hagan, Redeemed from Poverty, Sickness, and Spiritual Death. All this for $16.95. That's $7.95 off the retail price. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Craig Hagen and Denise Hagen Burns. Now, if you're ever... Here in Oklahoma, we have two campuses in Oklahoma. Um, one is in Oklahoma City at 8921 Northwest Expressway. And we do Sunday nights. In, in fact, um, our parents always say you can experience Sunday morning on Sunday night. Now, of course, right here at the main campus here in Broken Arrow, we have Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and then Sunday nights at 6 p.m. as well as Wednesday nights at, at 7 p.m. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth Hagen on Faith That Works. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening. That's next time on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.